Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Jay and Tim. What's up, gentlemen? Go ahead, Tim. <laughs> oh, no, not a whole lot. Just pull, pulled off our first honey of the year today. So, Oh, was it good? Oh, we haven't extracted it yet. Just got it in, into the shed, ready to extract tomorrow. Did you put your whole like bee thing on and like go in there like, you know, like a spaceman in your giant oh, yeah. bee suit? They, yeah. When, once you start to steal the honey from them, that's when you definitely wear full suits. <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagine ever, they don't, don't like that very much. No. no. You ever see that uh, flow hive thing from Australia where they like they like separate the comb and then it pours yes. into a jar? It seems too good to be true. It there even before i heard anything about it there are way too many things that could go wrong yeah yeah <laughs> i won't I mean, get into it <laughs> just like going out to my garden where there's bees is like so many things can go wrong so when i'm messing with their home it seems like bad news you know <laughs> yeah i mean today today was the first day i wore a full bee suit all the rest of the year i like at most wear just like a jacket hmm. <laughs> do, you, do you get do you get stung like occasionally oh, yeah. yeah oh yeah every day you're just I mean, used like, to it yeah i like i was i wasn't wearing gloves today so i have a, i got a bunch of stings in the hands today but those are fun this, this is how you become a super villain <laughs> yeah <laughs> i get one bee sting and i'm i'm like ah! <laughs> i i mean when it, at the market when you, people ask like do you get stung every day and i just pull my hands out because like you leave little black dots the stings for like mm-hmm. about a week and he'd just be like, start counting them, and they'll be like, ten to twenty at least on my hands. But they just last a week, so it's like, yeah, I get stung that many times in a week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I thought I had problems with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, enough about bees. We're going to talk some about Legion today. Um. Eventually. I literally do an entire podcast just on animals and bees and gardens like we could maybe one of these podcasts we'll just not talk legion and just do an entire podcast about the nature there you go that would be great nature i love bees i have i have a clover lawn uh mostly through laziness um but (laughs) the bees the bees love it so both both in my uh, apiarist and biosystems heart uh, clover lawns are the best lawns yep Chickens yeah. really like clovers too. Oh yeah, yeah, because it's good sweet. to know. It's also less work. I don't know why everybody doesn't do it. You get pretty little purple flowers. You get lots of bees and butterflies and stuff. I don't know. And and it doesn't grow long, so you don't have to really cut it. Yeah, I mean you do occasionally, but well, um, so you know why we have lawns, right? It's rich people. That was yeah. the whole thing. Like farmers that like me don't care about the lawn at all, but rich people were like, oh, we're gonna prove how rich we were or be taking this property that you would normally grow food on and just let grass grow and we're going to cut it down so take that poor people yeah well i've no i have no uh need to pretend that i'm rich in any fashion so <laughs> i will happily take my tiny house and my tiny clover lawn and rage the, against the lawn no, yeah <laughs> starting, a, starting a movement here kyle um anyway um yeah legion um <laughs> We got we got Gen Con coming up this weekend, so we're going to do some Gen Con predictions. Uh, we are going to do some random spitballing list building mm-hmm. if we have time. I also played in a tournament this weekend, which was sort of a 
Nova. It was it was in fact a local tournament, which is the first one that I've done since 2019, I think. Nice. Um, yeah. I mean, I've done the convention tournaments, but this is yeah. the first like store tournament that I've done in that time frame. Um, so I'll talk about that. And uh, if we have time, then we'll do some random list building spitballing. So, um, but first, you got any housekeeping for us, Jen? Housekeeping? Yeah. So uh, let's see. Housekeeping. Storm tide. We, we're back. We're back, baby. We shipped out our, our uh, what is it? season two box four we just shipped that out which is i think our 10th box altogether. so we were back and shipping again so very excited about that if you want to get into storm tide a lot of people have been coming to me and saying hey i'm new to storm tide do i need to start at season one the answer is no and the second answer is you can't start at season one anymore we've we've basically sold out of all of season one uh quarter one so those of you who have already done the first three box season one, you could do season two. Season two, you're going to miss some of the story, of course, but you know, you can start at season two, uh, box one, and that'll get you everything you need to get started and, and start playing, which is exciting. Um, so, you know, check out Stormtide if you, if you and, and uh, a friend or family member just want to play some casual fun Legion. That's what Stormtide's all about. It's, it's you know, we, we just do some crazy stuff in there that's different than normal Legion games just to show some variety and fun and and we we usually give away you know well you pay for it but we we put a lot of stuff in the box that's really cool uh like acrylic tokens or 3d 3d prints um and all and all new cards and scenarios and all of that and this box that we just sent out we actually have started doing uh divergent storylines which is super cool too so there's a lot of fun in storm tide so check it out if you want just like something uh, a box to come every month that you guys can play and and have a good time uh you know you could do that um if you are if you like some of the stuff that we put out and you didn't know this did you know we also made our own board game it's on the fifthtrooper.com it's called cubicle raiders it is a love letter to my days in corporate america and basically you get hired by this new company and your whole seniority is based on how many office supplies you can collect and trade and so if you want to see what else we're capable of outside of the legion verse we do have our own board game uh so it's up at the fifth trooper.com it's it's under the shop uh cubicle raiders and uh, check that out and then listen you guys have been doing awesome We've gotten a bunch of Patreon, new Patreon supporters, but I want to see those. I want I want those numbers to go way up. Uh, and I'm not talking about the dollar numbers. I just want to see physical people signing up for it. So you could sign up for as little as a dollar a month. That's twelve dollars a year to just help support the blog and the podcast and all this stuff content that we're producing and it makes everybody here at the fifth trooper especially the blog writers feel good they always tell me oh, i got you a new patreon subscriber so if you don't want tim or evan or lucas or alice or cammy or god who else <laughs> we got we got a lot of blog writers or kyle or a agst or any of these guys to cry Go subscribe to Patreon, Do a dollar a month. You could choose your, your level uh, and you could just put in a dollar a month. $12 a year is all we need. 
for this podcast and these blogs to keep going. So why don't you go sign up for that and make everybody happy? Do it right now. I'm going to pause for about 30 seconds. You go ahead and you go sign up for Patreon. I'm not going to do it for 30 seconds, but you can go do it right now. You can actually just open another tab in your browser window, or if you're on iTunes listening to us, just open. It'll still play in the background. Or if you're on YouTube, put that window over here and put a Patreon window over here and go sign up for Patreon right now. If you sign up at the $10 or $25 level, we're sending out all kinds of cool stuff like print and play uh, and other really neat things wink wink so sign up those are quarterly awards uh and support all the content staff all right did do we have any news today jay uh yeah so this week was not very exciting in legion news so what we're going to do is just uh we're going to talk about a couple upcoming events uh, one that is near and dear to my heart on August 20th in Rochester, New York at Millennium Games. We're going to be uh, hosting a tournament there. So we've teamed up with Millennium Games out in Rochester, New York. They got a great place, great back area, tons of, I think we can have up to like 25 or 30 players for Legion. Um, so we're we're going to be there. I'm going to be there playing. We've got, uh, we've got tons of support that we're going to be offering prize support. So I'm really excited about that. But uh, yeah, go to Millennium Games, just search Millennium Games, Rochester, New York, sign up for the event, come see us. That'll be fun. Uh, Gen Con this weekend, of course, uh, you could probably, I doubt you would last minute sign up for Gen Con, but hey, you could. Uh, And then there is, let's see, we've got September 30th through October 2nd is the Michigan GT. So that's going on in Michigan. Uh, some of us may be there. Who knows? And then the next big one I wanted to talk about is PAX Unplugged. So PAX Unplugged, December 2nd through 4th in Philadelphia, uh, is they're trying to really like get the numbers up for Legion players and show PAX you know, how impactful we can be as a community. So if you, if you're not doing anything December 2nd through the 4th, I'll be there. Uh, I think Evan will be there. A couple other people from Fifth Trooper are going to be there putting on a good show at PAX Unplug. Um, Nick Robnar from uh, Legion 99 is going to be running the event. Um, and he's got those amazing tables and he, he puts on good events. He puts on ACO as well. So, you know, highly recommend signing up, show them what we can do at PAX Unplugged, you know, bring out, bring out the Legion community and let them know that uh, them and AMG, that they should take, they should take that tournament seriously. So, um, and then Nova, right? Nova, I don't know. I think they're close to, to Legion players, but you could get on the wait list and that is, um, what is that? The first weekend of September. So September second or first, first through the fourth, I believe. Yep. So right. get on the waiting list for Nova. That's in Virginia. Bring the family. Go down to DC to the mall. You know all that stuff and play a little bit of Legion. Lots of stuff to do here. So. <laughs> yep. Bring the wife. Bring the kids. Yeah. Bring the husband. Whatever. Um, or don't. You know. Whatever. Yeah. Or don't. Yeah. And just come and play Legion. That's fine too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I will be definitely be playing in that. It is only 25 minutes from my house. So um yeah. I'll be sleeping in my own house. Nice. It is not 25 minutes from my house. Like 
six hours. But yeah, I'm still, but I'm still coming. Hey, that's drivable. It is. That's Not a reasonable a... drive. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, not 25 minutes from my house, ironically, um, is this local tournament I went to local, which was 45 minutes from my house. <laughs> the game store that I play Legion at is actually farther away from my house than the venue that Nova Open is at. <laughs> um, but uh, I did I did go to that. There were just shy of 20 players, so decent turnout. Um, those that has a hobby is in Ashburn, Virginia. And um yeah, it was fun. It was the first one I've been to, first local one I've been to in two years. Um, and uh, after much waffling, I ended up bringing... <laughs> it, was, it was a little bit embarrassing because um, I'm like, all right, I want to test some counter pike lists. Um, so the best thing I could come up with for that was stacking as much high-velocity pierce as possible, which ended up being Aiden, Inferno, and two... Um, sniper teams and i wanted to take boba fett because we had our little side bet about whether boba fett was going to be any good and i'm like all right fine i'm gonna play boba fett at nova open so i figured if i was going to play boba fett at nova open um i should probably like play boba fett before nova open <laughs> i'm like john get some reps in yep. yeah yeah um I like it. I'm, I'm like every other tournament that i've played in where i've just brought a list cold um <laughs> uh so that was kind of like the core of my list. And then I'm like, well, so if I'm going to be going up against pikes, I've got this high velocity, but like, how do I round out this list? You know what? I'll just take some pikes. <laughs> so I then took two of my own. Um, but of course, I don't have any of them painted because it was like a month ago that I got them and I haven't had a chance to paint any of them. So I show up with like half of a uh, extremely well painted, or at least in my opinion, which is completely unbiased. Um, extremely well-painted Imperial Army and then a bunch of gray pikes. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I swear I'm not a better chaser, but here are, some, here are some pikes. They have stickers on their bases so you know which unit they're in. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I did go 3-0. and It was only a three-round day. Um, Mike Berry also went 3-0. and We did not get to play each other to settle you know, who... Um, ultimately would have won had we played four rounds but of course we've played tons of games anyway in our lengthy history so um we didn't really feel like it was that critical uh i technically won on sos which was the tiebreak so um i'll take i'll take the pride um you know uh no it was um i was surprised i have uh not played Aiden in a major tournament before um and I was kind of like discovering all her shenanigans as I went, you know, you have a general sense because I've played against Aiden a lot. Uh, and uh, what's the, what's the phrase imitation is the strongest form of flattery. Um, so I just said everything that, you know, Luke cook and Mike and other great Lucas, other great Aiden players that I played against have done. Um, and uh, man, she's really good. Um, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> like I used the sniper rifle all three games, being able to just like, essentially do an automatic wound every turn is amazing at unlimited range um, there were two games where I just picked up a strike team on the first turn because um, hiding from an infiltrating unit with an unlimited range sniper rifle is really hard um, and I had 11 activations so I was usually able to drop her last um, yeah uh, you know there were people this, this had me thinking about Din's rifle again 
and I, I might do, do like Iden Din so I can run two of these. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I feel like the sniper on Iden was poo pooed a little bit when it first came out, and it's since become more popular for a variety of reasons, high velocity being one of them. But um, just being able to just automatically do a wound like anywhere on the table is super strong. I know people are like, well, it's just, you know, at most like six wounds over the course of the game, maybe. Um, but it's also like on any given turn, the most important wound that you need to be doing. Right. Like, yeah. cause you can pick. <laughs> so like if there's a unit that has one dude left, that's the unit you shoot and you just pick up the dude. Um, like think of how many times you almost kill a squad, but then you don't have anything that can get out and reach that guy. And then he just runs away and you don't get those kill points and he scores a back objective or something the rest yeah. of the game. Um, so like my, my last game, it was, it was against Hob from the discord. It was, it was super close. It was one of those really interesting back and forth games. Um, he almost pulled out a win anyway, but we both had Boba. He almost like scored a bounty on my Boba with his Boba on the last turn. I had Boba on one wound left, um, but it didn't happen. But basically like, uh, I was able to win that game by he had a naked storm unit on his back point. So I zoomed a Boba on the last turn on his back point, killed three of the dudes with the Boba rocket, and then immediately just picked up the, the last dude with Iden. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to just take an aim and I'm going to pick that dude up and he's gone. There you go. Um, so I don't know. Auto wounds are strong. That's basically what Iden is. Uh, yeah, I think I think both her and Cassian didn't get. A, I, I think they got somewhat of a strong response, but I, I think what was happening was because of the K two S O and because of uh, ISF, right? I think that they they both were played more of as like an infiltrating, like in the middle of the board yeah. type of unit, right? And that that works well, but you you kind of overlook simple things like their sniper rifles, which are really good, uh, especially items. And so, yeah, I think now that Pierce is, Pierce has always been important, but now it's a little bit more critical. I think units like that, you're going to start looking twice and going, oh, yeah. Yep. And, and high velocity too. Yeah, yeah. Um, as Aiden has so many ways to get aims and she's got pulse scan, which gives her sharpshooter too. Like there are turns where you can almost guarantee that you're going to push two hits through. Um, and I guess something that's not Pierce Moon, like there's a pretty good chance you're going to, that's going to be two models, whether that's a strike team or just like two models from an important unit, that's going to be pretty significant. And then you can follow up and immediately do the same thing with Dell. Yeah. If you're running Inferno squad. So I, I will say it's been interesting. Uh, what, shadow collective has done to my thinking too um and these and these new battle forces like you know for everybody who's been listening everyone knows like luke's bean was kind of my jam and i was like no nah, i'm gonna play this and now i'm like yeah it's okay uh i'm still like way worried way more worried about this though like you know and and it has snipers and it has all this stuff but i i'm leaning back towards empire because with everything that's out now i'm like okay empire has things i know that can can deal with this but that i'm better at dealing with all these shenanigans with you know so so that's been interesting on how that's kind of like readjusted my my mind on <laughs> what to play you know yeah, and we're seeing Empire actually is having some good success recently. Um, we already talked about Lone Star Open, but half the top eight for that tournament was Empire. Yeah. Um, and then 
we need to get some final results from this tournament in Germany and Hanover. Um, for whatever reason, the TTO page isn't updated with like the final standings, but they have the top eight on there. Um, and I think it's three, if not like four empire in the top eight also in that one. So, um, and, uh, I think the winner, um, we'll, we'll, we'll wait until we see the, the final TTO, but through the grapevine, I think the winner was also an empire player. So, um, but uh, I'm sure that our, our German correspondent, Lucas, will have more information on that. Um, and um, uh, yeah, so I, I think it's a good time for Empire. Empire has a lot of answers mm -hmm. to a lot of the things that are going on right now. Um, I did not get to face a full Pike Spam Shadow Collective list, <laughs> which was the whole Aww. point of bringing the... I know, that was like <laughs> precisely what I wanted to test it against. Um, but can confirm it's good against uh, pretty much everything else. <laughs> so, um, I, I so last week I played well I played uh, Echo Base uh, yep. a okay. game with Echo Base and then I was actually playing Jeremy and and he was playing a Black Suns Vader list very similar to what you were talking about and it didn't do so well against Echo Base I go all right I go you play Echo Base now I want to play something to counter it like because I want to you know run in reps so uh -huh. I built a uh, I built a separatist list with Bosk and snipers and the E5Cs and two spiders, two snipers, and oh that was a really that was a really good <laughs> list. <laughs> I think it kills stuff from really far away. Uh so that that's interesting. Um I don't know. B1s, I'm still trying to get used to those, like thinking about the horde mentality, you know, because I was like in my head, I'm going, oh, rebels, rebels, like let's yeah. hide them, uh, keep them safe. And I'm like, wait a second. And I just started like bum rushing them forward, like you can't kill us all, you know, and just keep going. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting concept. But I, yeah, I, I'm, I think there's a solid chance. No, I know I was threatening to bring Echo Base uh to nova but there's a solid chance i'm playing empire at nova okay do, do you anything more specific or are you gonna be coy about it no i, I I'm, I'm honestly between two two different lists i was thinking um i think that that old krennic bosk list has some play uh even with maybe with death troopers or some sort of variation on that i think i think maybe the time right to bring them back uh and then my other one is bringing probably the double atst double do back triple triple uh scout team and stormtroopers uh just that's like the i don't care what you have go ahead <laughs> see what you can do against all this type of list you know it's one of those lists where you look at it and you're like how does this fit <laughs> yeah 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 and I, you know because you got this so the way it works too is you have the atsts they're kind of just laying down fire the the uh the two dewbacks are like protecting your middle and any like objectives you have and then you can have the scout teams so not snipers just a regular just naked scout teams they basically just scout in three and then toss uh eight black dice at whatever's in front of them and even with a two dodges uh 
<laughs> good luck. <laughs> so i don't know I, that's those are probably a variation of one of those two is what i'll be bringing to nova and, and especially like um just because nova is like for me just for fun like i'm just going to have fun and have a good time so i'm going to bring a good time list you know there you go but i mean maybe if we get to this portion of the podcast we could build them out and i could just show people you know what i'm thinking uh yeah, why don't why don't we do that? I don't have any other real takeaways. Um, Mike was playing an Anakin Padme list, um, which is yeah. with Pikes, which I think is like actually legitimately not only quite good but potentially like very competitive. Um, I mean, it's Mike, right? Like, of course, it's going to be competitive. Well, right. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, people have been poo pooing Gar for various reasons and me included yeah. <laughs> uh, someone that has played them recently but um I, I think pikes not just the core units but also the commander really add a lot to that list um you know pikes love dodges if there's one thing that an anakin padme list has it is a lot of dodges yeah. um mike was saying there there was one game where he his opponent had a black sun unit and as you know black sun hit like a truck um and the Black Sun unit rolled up to one of his pikes and rolled um, a bunch of dice and got eight hits. And um, he had to roll zero saves. Uh, heavy cover strip two, the pikes had two dodges, and then he had like four exemplar dodges <laughs> from Padme and Anakin. And it was just like, oh, eight hits, no, no saves rolled. Okay, um, moving on. <laughs> Like there's just so many dodges as an Anakin Padme list. Yeah. Um, usually your problem is that you just, you know, it, like it's a short range list for starters. Um, but just that like, you know, dodges only go so far by themselves. Yeah. But when you, when you have outmaneuver natively on the pikes, um, you know, you're, you've got a cheaper commander you can take in that 45 point pike commander. And then you can also take ploy as one of your one pips, which is like a guaranteed Anakin flaw counter. Yeah because it doesn't issue a face up. So your opponent plays the flaw, which they have to do before you play command cards. And then you just play ploy and you put a commander token on the ploy card. <laughs> and then you have order control over Anakin on his flaw turn. Um, so I think it's really interesting. Um, I'm not going to lie. If I hadn't already been like on the side and fix, uh, I would be strongly considering pivoting back to Anakin for, for a brief moment, but well, I guess to that, before we get to the list building, uh, we could talk Gen Con real quick and what we think we'll see at Gen Con, if you want to. Okay. Do. Yeah. Um, I, I'm under the impression, and I may, I, maybe I said it last cast, but, you know, we've been talking about these, like, lists, uh, Shadow Collective lists with, like, a ton of pikes. I don't think we're going to see those until maybe September, October, just because even look at somebody like you who's pretty uh religious at like getting your models together and painted for events like you struggled to get them together for, <laughs> for you know and so i i think a lot of people just aren't gonna have the time to to put all those together so i think we're gonna see like watered down variations of them for at least for gen con this weekend um i uh, you know my predictions are if i had to pick a top three I, th I think an empire list is going to make it based on what we've been seeing. I think, I, I think a solid chance of echo base battle force has a chance of making it. If, if they uh, play it 
the you know right and they're patient with it i think it has a really solid chance and then of course uh separatists some version is uh, bosk i think is going to make it into the top three yeah i'm i'm gonna be curious to see how many shadow collective like full-blown shadow collective lists we get um there were i think five at LSO, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. If, if but that that's my recollection. That sounds right. Um, which is which is not that many, uh, but also of course one of those lists piloted by Matt Bronson won that tournament. So, um, yeah, there were only five Shadow Collective lists, but clearly like they made an impact. Um, and I think there was another Shadow Collective also in top eight. And then at this um, tournament in Hanover, uh, three of the top eight were Shadow Collective lists. So um, they're clearly out there. People are managing, people with more free time than me <laughs> are managing to get all of their shadow yeah. collective stuff painted. Um, that said, I don't know how many people are like going all in on shadow collective period, like in general. Um, you know, like I, I don't know how many people actually bought some combination of core boxes and or Pike and or Black Sun expansions that add up to six core units or possibly more like if you in theory if you know if you're running like full capos on all your pike units and then two to three capo commanders you could need like more than six or if you're doing that with black sun you could need more than six boxes yeah <laughs> um unless you do some conversions or I, we, I don't even want to get into that and whether that's okay to do or not um but uh yeah i so i guess that's a long way of saying i don't know how many shadow collective you would see anyway, um, even if this was you know two months out from another release instead of a month. Yeah. Um, that said, I do think that they're extremely good as a not faction, as a battle force. <laughs> um, and I think that if you're going to a tournament, there's something that you have to plan for because uh, the handful of lists that there are are going to be very threatening and they're probably going to be piloted by good players that are... Um, yeah, so, um, hi, cat. Uh, <laughs> this is this is one of my cats. This is the one that has to be uh, as close to my face as possible at all times. So, um, it's actually a miracle that he hasn't shown up on the cast yet um, <laughs> until this moment. Um, yeah. So uh, we were we were kind of punching around a like an over under on the, the our internal discord and it was the total number of pikes in the top eight um i'm gonna start with mine because i feel like this is kind of bold uh so this includes both obviously full shadow collective lists and then just random lists that have like two to three pikes in them or one to three pikes whatever um i'm gonna say 18 pikes in the top eight total yep the uh I, I opened the bidding and I bid 10 and immediately regretted uh, <laughs> how low I said. Um, that being like that being said, like I, I feel somewhere between 10 and 18 will be the correct answer. Um, somewhere in that range. What was this top 10 again? Top eight. The, top, top eight, top eight. Uh, hmm. I'll say eight. Okay. Okay, okay, so cold. that's basically like one shadow collective list and a few other two other lists that have some random ins. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I um, 
I was kind of viewing them as like similar to Rebel Trooper DLT's captains um, before I used them this weekend. Um, <laughs> I, there is there is one way that they are worse, and I did notice this, particularly in my last game, and that is the lack of nimble. Uh, if you shoot them repeatedly, like once they don't have dodges anymore, they're just Rebel Troopers. Now they do have Danger Sense, which helps a little bit against like smaller pools. But as anyone who has played Pathfinders knows, Danger Sense is a complete slot machine because like white dice just, you know, you could roll six white dice and they're all blanks. Like that happens. Um, So it's nothing to rely on. Uh, I did miss Nimble, but um, the primary difference I noticed was like on the offensive side. I mean, Rebel Trooper DLT captains hit hard. Pikes, particularly with the capo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you've played them, Tim. Oh, yeah. Like. It is unbelievable. Uh, like, it was. I, I just I started rolling attacks with them, and I'm just like, wait, six hits, seven hits, seven hits, eight yeah. hits, seven hits, eight hits, and it's like, <laughs> like yeah. this is ridiculous. Because um, they usually have a free aim from the the commander. Um, they can aim themselves, and then they got the surge token, and their pool is seven black and a red. Which, when you think about it, short troopers which are one of the notoriously hardest hitting units as amongst core units, right? They have six black and two white with critical one. Um, if you've got a surge token from your capo, it's seven black and a red, which is essentially just taking the two whites in a short trooper pool and swapping them out for a black and a red dice. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. literally what it is. Yeah. And, and also they have really good aim support. Right. Because you like built into the list, usually you have some capos which can chuck the mains. How I, how I've been playing them, which is like less efficient, mostly is because I don't have a whole bunch of boxes of pikes. But is like I have a bus behind them throwing the mains. Mm-hmm. So then basically, I'm never taking a shot without two mains, mm-hmm. which kind of makes up for the lack of surge. Um, but yeah, and but not only is it like the the floor with them is quite high too. Like rebel DLTs because they don't have that red die. Um, yeah. Like. Yep. You, you can roll low on them. I mean, you can roll low on any dice pool, but the the pikes, they spike high, but then also, like, you roll out and you're very, like, it's very consistent and you're forcing saves consistently. Um, and it means that, like, the way to keep pikes alive is just force your opponent to have to shoot multiple things. Um, so you just have to come at them with everything yeah. so that they are forced into shooting things that are not ideal. Like, they can't, basically, you just need to force them not to do their weakness of pikes which is focus them focusing so them can, down yeah if you can keep the pressure on them and force them to want to take shots at the units that are about to take their heads off then you can just keep keep the pressure on and they just never get a chance to focus the unit yeah it's a psychological thing too i mean at least before you strip their dodges it, it's kind of feels like a waste of time to shoot them because you're like i'm going to take this shot they're going to spend their two dodges heavy cover is going to strip two and then they're not going to roll any saves so why bother i'll just shoot something else but then they roll up and they clap you with that ridiculous pool and you're <laughs> like huh maybe i should have shot them <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um the the other fun thing i've been having so in my list i actually have one of the whip pikes uh-huh. um it's a, basically it's a point because it's like just four naked guys and a whip and yep. it's a 50-point objective-grabbing squad that can also whip things if it needs to. And so far, I've managed to put an immobilized token on some naked RTs, because that was a thing that ran at me. Uh-huh. But also a uh, Luke, Operative Luke Skywalker burst of speed into my lines. 
uh, and then I hit him with a whip. <laughs> <laughs> so then Luke Skywalker is stuck there for the turn. Um, That's cute. Yeah, it's it like the whip is like definitely sort of a little bit more under the radar. Um, but if you can toss in, especially in Shadow Collect units where you don't have to have a capital for the courage, um, just having that sort of fifty point objective squad that it's a little bit more beefy because it's five wounds, so it's a little harder to take off the board. But also it's uh, in a pinch can just throw an immobilized token on something and screw with your opponent's plans. Yeah, I've Evan Evan came over. I don't know. It's been weeks at this point. Uh, and we were just, he's like, hey, let's just play a fun game. And I think I put together like a weird rebel list with, I had like Tauntauns and a bus and fleets and, you know, and yeah, he was playing the pipes with the whip. And I was like, ah, this is fine. And then all of a sudden it wasn't fine. And I was like, oh God, where did they come from? And they got two dodges? What is going on? And like, you know, he kept just like peeking and like shooting with them. And I'm just like, what? And then whip. And I'm like, oh my God. So, yeah, they're they're definitely. You're right. Uh, you know, Kyle, you said something about like uh, you should. You probably should have shot them. Um, and you were like, no, there's better targets. Uh, I, I think they're a good target. I would try to kill them immediately as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're also like um, they're also weird units to like stick a force user into, like because often like a way to get a force user in line is you get it like a. The pike unit will like whatever unit will shoot, then you jump into them and then you're safe. But pike units, especially with the capo, if like they don't have any taking wounds, they're gonna throw twelve white dice in melee with a surge token. Yeah, <laughs> that can hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, and they're also like kind of hard to kill with lightsabers because they're gonna have a few dodges. Yeah. So they're some they're a real prickly thing to deal with with force users too. Yeah, I did some really good damage to Vader with some Pike stun batons yep. <laughs> in one of my games. <laughs> um, it was Vader got in and he was like, hey, hey I've been in a unit of the Pikes. And then the Pikes were like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's like notion. It's weird too because notionally, like on average, it's not really that different from. I mean, most core units have a single black die yeah. in melee, which, you know, if your storms, it's surging. If, if you're not, it's not surging, but like in theory, that's the same as two white dice, but you know, two white dice can spike so much higher. Like you charge a unit of rebel troopers or stormtroopers, whatever, a five man unit, like they're not going to get more than five hits. Um, they're probably not going to get more than four hits, but you charge a six man unit of pikes, you know, they're probably only going to get like three to four hits, but they also could get like seven hits. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and especially those units with the capo with that surge. Like, right. that surge token raises that pool quite a bit. Yeah. Because now suddenly those two white dice are actually a little bit better than that one black die. Yep. Too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. They're a very good all-rounder unit. Um, yep. I think that, I, I think I've said this before, but I, I think that um, if they become popular enough, they could actually push out a lot of droid lists because B1s are really bad against them um, <laughs> on both offense and defense. Uh, yeah, we'll see, but um, yeah. I don't. I don't think I'm prepared to do this yet uh, for Gen Con because I don't know how many like Shadow Collective slash Pike lists we're going to see yet. But um, one of these days, I'm going to predict a top eight with no droids in it. 
You know what? For Nova Open, I'm gonna say top eight has no droid lists in it. I could see that. Yeah. That 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 being said, the AAT still exists. It does, and that is a excellent pike counter. <laughs> yeah. Um, because like, so the two lists I'm sort of playing around with right now are my sort of Shadow Collective nonsense, and then I'm also playing Invasion Force uh-huh. with 54 B ones, which. <laughs> It's, it's a pr- also a repair droid, so actually 55 wounds. Uh-huh. For yeah, okay. But it's, and then it has a tank and then, you know, Magna Guards and then a T-Series droid. <laughs> and it has uh, six heavy weapons, five heavy, six heavy weapons. Um, and so far, I've just sort of like suppressed some stuff off the board because, oh, I was going to shoot you with eight core units and then an AAT. <laughs> um, and also, like, I have higher, I have a high velocity and I have Magna Guards. Um, it, it does, like, B1s die really quickly, but 54 of them don't die very quickly. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. No. <laughs> so, that you guys, like, you guys shoot them a number of times for, for that to yeah. all yeah. <laughs> the the invasion force is definitely interesting. Um so I don't know. It's that's that's the two things I'm playing around with right now. Both are good. Yeah, if it's if if droids do break through uh this new meta that we're seeing develop here, I think it is gonna be on the back of the AAT. Yeah. And or maybe Bosk. I've seen some really interesting like AAT Bosk lists. Yeah. <laughs> and you look at that and you're like, oh. That's yeah, a thing, a, I guess. Range, um, for our, range for artillery section. Yeah. Hundred. Yeah. Like you literally can almost have your entire army be range four. Yeah. In the yeah. with with adding Bosk and the spider droids and you put like I was saying snipers E five C on all the and then E five S or E five S yeah and then add Kalani. Yeah. Everybody's the, uh, just getting orders and aims and. Yeah. <laughs> Bosk with scale now too is quite the thing. Yeah, he's super good. <laughs> um, if if I get enough stuff painted, uh, I would love to play double bounty shadow collective at some point with Bosk and Cad Bane and a bunch of pikes. That's like that's like my dream. But my chances of actually getting all of that painted in the next month are very low. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably going to end up being the Iden list or something similar for Nova. But we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I also think the double bounty CIS list, because then you get order control and independent on your two bounty hunters. Yeah. Very consistently. Um, is also has a good shot of doing some good things. I agree. Or, or, or bad things, depending on your perspective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just interesting, right? Because Shadow Collective's the new hotness. And so, like, I'm hoping, you know, I, I don't think they'll get overlooked, but, you know, bounty hunters. I think need to have their time in the sun and I, I I think it's now and we gotta see what you know that's just everyone's we were talking about pikes everyone's saw pike 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 so it's hard to think about that man and yeah, bounty I, hunters, you know. I mean bounty hunters could easily have their time in the sun in the next few months as more of them come out that are really good too yeah 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 and you can take them in shadow collective with a bunch of pikes so <laughs> and can confirm Boba Fett, the new Boba Fett, is really good. Um, that extra black dice, like it doesn't okay. seem like it should make that much of a difference, but it makes a big difference. It does. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's essentially almost Jedi Luke's melee lightsaber pool 
It's just at range two. Yep. Um, you know, he's got sharpshooter too. So, yep. you know, like clearly he doesn't have high velocity. So if your target has dodges, then you're, they're going to strip some hits. But generally speaking, like whatever paint you roll on that five black die roll, and you usually have at least one aim now because of the combination of independent and, you know, whatever you put in his training slots. Um, like that's going to be three to four, if not five saves that your opponent has to make with Pierce one. Yeah. So, I mean, and his, his rocket too. Oh yeah. Three red, uh, three red like it's, I don't know. His, his rock is the same, but also better just because you can follow it up with a better dice pool. Yeah. Like the the uh, the rocket into uh, like a five black die carbine like combined pool can really knock stuff down. Yep, sure. And there's there's more like four health commanders rolling around than ever before. So that's also very true. With a rocket and offensive push, um, you got a better than fifty fifty shot to just like full to dead one shot a four health white save commander like a pike capo. Um. So, yep. yeah, pretty interesting. Yep. Yeah, like almost, I would like, I, I don't know this for sure, but I would hazard a guess that most lists have like four health generic commanders in them these days. Like most, yeah. if not a super majority. That's fair. There's not many lists I can think of that don't rock at least one generic commander these days. Yep. I agree. All right. Um, should we do some quick impromptu list building? I want to hear. I want to hear about this double ATST double two back uh-huh. list. All right, Jay. Oh boy. Oh boy. Right. Let me. Uh, all right. So we're in. Uh, we're in Legion HQ. Can you guys see this? Okay. Yep. All right. Perfect. So we're gonna go to Empire. All right. So when I when I do this, uh, we've talked about this before, but you know, I generally go, okay, what am I? What is my focus piece or piece is going to be? And in this case, it's the ATSD. So I always start with them. Uh, so the first one is going to have a general vice. I'm going to put all the weapons on it, <laughs> and I'm going to put a link targeting array on it. I'm then going to add another ATST, and this one um, I may come back to this because I got to think about the points. But this one I may just add the blaster to it, link targeting array, and then uh, this could be taken off. I generally like to put the tactical one pilot on because he gets the aim when he moves, but and the, uh, you put the mortar, not the. Uh... Yeah, sorry, I meant mortar. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I said blaster. I know. Uh, so then the do back riders, they're gonna get the ninety-seven C. We're gonna put two of those, and then uh, we're gonna get our core units in. So we're gonna just put some naked storms in there. We'll start with three, and then I'm gonna put scout troopers in, and I'm gonna do three of those. So I'm at seven ninety-four already. Um, this is really good, I found, but what the other thing that I could do too is, um, I could bring the weapons down. Um, I like the mortar because especially with the pikes, we can get some suppression on things from far away. Uh, so if I bring the points down a little bit here, I can then put, uh, astromex on these storms and uh, repair up the uh, ATSTs. 
Yeah, and so basically, for those of you listening, I have an ATST with General Vice Mortar Launcher Link Targeting Ray, another ATST with the Tactical One, First Sergeant Abram, uh, Mortar Launcher Link Targeting Ray, two Dubac Riders with the RT-97Cs, Storm, one Naked Stormtrooper, two Stormtroopers with Astromax, and three Scout Troopers. So basically, I'm at 794. This list does not care about red or blue. Um, it just wants to kill. And so that's, you know, I, I faced droids with this. I faced rebels. I faced, um, I faced Republic, uh, everything with this list. And it holds up, you know, and, and basically the idea is you're, you're giving your uh, ATSTs the commands most of the time, the orders. So I usually, I have assault. You have to put coordinated fire, pin down. Uh, covert ambush and push and so i never play standing orders unless i have to uh in this list and usually turn one um is probably like assault and depending on what's going on both the atsts absolutely get it and they get the they'll have the aim and they're ready to kill so that kind of stops your opponent from from really like pressing because ATSTs have infinite range with those mortars and range four with their with their regular weapon. Uh, so you know that kind of holds people back. And then depending on what you're facing, you know maybe you give it to one of the dewback riders um, or one of the scouts if you want to get an early an early kill in on something because you can scout three with all those scouts. You know, and they have low profile, which if they're in heavy cover is now three hits that you got to get through to get to them. Scout three, sharpshooter one with eight black dice at range two. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I'm surprised people don't do the naked scouts more. I just don't think you think about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you think scouts, and you're like, oh, I'll put a sniper on there, right? But these these are really, really good. Um, I think it's hard, too, from an Empire perspective. I think this is changing with pikes, but for a while, for an, from an Empire perspective, it's hard to put white dice into, you know, a list. Like, you just, you, you struggle with that, right? Because you have so many red defensive dice um, units. Yeah. Yeah. What would you guys do differently? <laughs> Uh, take the keeping, keeping the architecture of the yeah, list. You can't I, just wipe the list out. No, <laughs> yeah, all yeah, of it. Yeah. No, I, I, I pulled up a list folder on the side and did what I would do my version of this. All right, keeping as far as I can tell, all the same units. Okay. Um, but you so the storms and the scouts are all unchanged. The dewbacks you go from ninety-seven Cs to T twenty-ones. Because right, they're about the same offense, if not slightly better, and five points cheaper. Okay. Uh, and then Weiss, uh, you can add a mortar launch or add the twin light blaster cannon. Okay. And then the other ATST is the elite armor pilot at the twin light twin blaster cannon and link targeting array. So you you drop yeah arm app and add the. Uh, Twin Life Blaster. That's seven ninety five, right? Eight oh four. What am I? Uh, did you have the Astromax uh, still in there? I have an Astromax one. Do, 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 do. Yeah, there you yeah. go. You you there have. You go. Oh, sorry. So it's, sorry yeah, so it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven ninety five. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and this this like this you're gonna I think you're gonna have a little bit better offense 
um, fire offensive firepower. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, you just have to drop an astromech. Um, and I mean, you could also, like, because the scout troopers and snipers are the same price, if you wanted to drop one scout trooper for one sniper or something, just to have a little bit more ranged firepower, that can be sort of personal preference. Deal. Yeah, I so I've done a version. Uh, I had a lot of success with a version of this list that instead of the full scout troopers, I had three saboteurs, uh, and so <laughs> so basically, you know, try to go through two objectives that have middle objectives, and I just lay a bunch of bombs in there. Once they get through those, I just run in with the dobacks and try to murder them with the dobacks, and then if they get through that, the ATSTs kill them, and so it's you know. And and saboteurs are still throwing four black dice at range two, so you could you can scout up, move, shoot, and like there's a lot you know a lot they could do. So that's another variation on this that that I was playing with was the saboteurs as well. Which maybe I mean that may be something uh, they could pop back up too. I think with with all all this stuff that's going on is bombs right and, and getting some of those bombs out yeah i i super like sabine's bombs um i think the sabs are still a little awkward just simply because if you're trying to counter something like dodge spam um you know they're the same slot as the sniper which does it better and yeah. more reliably um, yeah, yeah you can certainly hit some home runs with those bombs though i mean Especially the the umpire ones where you're throwing down two suppression every time you blow one up, uh, like that adds up super fast. And then if you're building a list around like sab strike teams with umpire, um, you know you can probably throw some mortars in there for some extra suppressive weapons. Yeah. Like you can you can make some silly umpire suppressive lists with sabs and like mortars and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Um, I could easily see that surprising some people. Yep, definitely. It's definitely easier and more consistent to just take the sniper in that same slot or even, you know, the full scouts like you have there, but I could see a place for it. It's been a while since we've seen Sabs. Um, so. Yeah, I think the skill level on Sabs is a little bit higher. And, it's and, high. And, and, you know, I think guys like us who have been around a while who saw lupo play him and you know we learned a lot of stuff from watching playing against him at different events you know and and how he was playing those saboteurs um they're very tricky to play but if you if you get them down like people don't see it coming sometimes especially someone who's never played against them before you know and and what you do is it's very similar to like playing snipers where you hide one behind where it doesn't have line of sight to the to the bomb so you can actually blow the bomb up you sacrifice half your unit but you're still alive but your opponent may be dead their unit may be dead so uh there's some really interesting stuff and then how line of sight works with bombs like putting them up on terrain so that they can you know go over it that's that's an interesting thing and yeah there's a lot of really weird nuance with line of sight and and bombs (laughs) yeah and like the quote-unquote traditional way you like the way that lupo did it for worlds uh was taking them with stims and medics yeah um, i forgot so, about, i forgot yeah. about that yeah so they're basically uh, like zombie sabs and this was before low profile which made the low profile change which makes them even tougher um so it's just like you'd shoot them and you'd kill one guy and then like 
they'd bring him back with a medic or you'd shoot him and you'd kill you'd t- cause one wound and like they'd just take it on stims and then, <laughs> like it's like this unit is what like 50 points and i just i cannot i cannot kill a 50 point two-man unit yeah. um so yeah and you could even run him with chewy with guardian like um yeah i i would be curious to see if a rebel stabilist like that one uh could work now because it's gotten a lot better and it was good, you know, back in 2019. Um, but like low profile got better. The Savs got cheaper. Um, Chewie got access to protector. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think what changed, you know, like what really changed uh, the empire ones is scout three. Yeah. Uh, you know, so now uh, well, I just added the same thing. So I want a strike team, but like if I add them in, you know, you, you've got, yeah, you can add three up on what this list. Um, and, you know, you, you've got scout three. So now there's a solid chance, depending on the deployment, that you could be right in the middle, already have the middle lay, layered up with bombs, and then they can move around a corner and start blowing bombs up as your opponent starts riding in towards the middle. You know, they surge to crit. They've got suppressive. Like, they're a really, really good unit. Yeah. yeah. The- the corner peaking bombs technique is also something like people don't do enough on minefield because you yep. can do the same thing on minefield to uh, diffuse them. Yeah. Um, and then also when you're placing your mines uh, to get the most effectiveness against your opponent, try to place them in a place that like isn't able to be corner peaked. Yeah. So uh, the other thing with mines for people that haven't played vehicles in a while is if you put your vehicle over the mine, uh, it doesn't have line of sight for anything else. Yep. <laughs> so, eh. yep. Yep. So where that works is minefield, not as much because minefield just blows up unless you've moved units in and it didn't, yep. you know, it rolled it rolled a blank or whatever. Uh, but it works with well, these sabs, yeah. right? So you just yeah. put your ATST over the top of it. And you're like, yeah, go ahead, yeah. <laughs> and then and run I, all your guys past it. <laughs> with minefield, you can do it with repulsor vehicles too. Yeah. Yeah, because they don't set it off. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's some interesting tactics. So let's, real quick, we can do, because um, I think this one, this is fun. This is a fun, insane list where you're like, oh, man, how did he get all that in there? But the one I've been thinking about, uh, for people who are maybe newer to the game, there was this old list uh, that had Krennic, Bosk, it had short, I'm just gonna put these in and then we can play around with the configuration. Um, I'm gonna do two and two. It had uh, Imperial Death Troopers. Um, I'll put some snipers in here just to... All right, so I'm at nine, so we can put a third one in. So 10 activations. At 674, I have Krennic, Bosk, I have two short troopers with the T21, two mortars, death troopers with their DLT19D and the E11 config, and then three strike teams. And we're at 674. So we have about 120 some odd points left to flesh this out or to change things. What do you guys think? That, that sounds like a Cad Bane to me. You think so? <laughs> <laughs> all right so we can add a campaign yeah 
779, 11 yep. activations. So you need um, allies of convenience for the, the two uh, the two bounty hunters there. Yeah. Um, I would add a comms relay to the death troopers so you can get an order to one of those shores every turn. Um, and then probably hunter on Bosk. 795. <laughs> and then I would, you got a few points left. Um, I mean, you might want to just bid, but you could also add some training upgrades to Cad Bane for like a budget training upgrades on Cad Bane at like situational awareness and duck and cover. Just makes him ridiculously tough. Yep. So I guess we'll do, uh, yeah, let's do situational awareness on him. So 797. Um, how much is duck and cover? It's two. It'll fit. Oh, there it is. Yeah. So seven ninety nine. <laughs> all right. So what? Well, all right. Let's go through command cards. What do, what do you? What do you play? This is where it gets a little tougher. Yeah. Um, I think you you take voracious ambition over uh, Bosk's one pip, and then I, you take. I agree. And then you take uh, Cad Bane's one pip. All right. Um, you got to take Rampage. And then I, th I think you take Deploy the Garrison probably, although I'm in control is a really good card. Um, Deploy the Garrison is going to be a little more versatile, I All think. Right. And then you take uh, both the uh, Bounty Hunters three pips. There you go. 799, Director Krennic, Underworld Connections, Cad Bane with situa Situational Awareness, Duck and Cover, Bosk with Hunter, Two Shores with their T21, Two Mortars, Death Troopers, DLT, Comms Relay, E11 Config, and Three Strike Teams with Snipers. First, <laughs> 9 and 11 activations. That's so good. That's, oh my god. That's a beefy double bounty list, if ever I saw one. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> pull, uh, pull up Separatist next. Uh, sure. Are we doing Separatist double bounty? No, 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 no. We're gonna do just. This is gonna be a wacky one. Pull, go to Invasion Force. Okay, and then when you're done, I got a Separatist double yeah, bounty. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This will be quick. Uh, so it's a T series tactical droid with uh, aggressive and comms relay. Uh. Then uh, AAT with high energy cells and linked targeting array. And then you're going to have four B1s with E5S and a repair droid. Hang on, four repair droids? Oh, just wait. This, this, is, <laughs> this, is, a fun, this, is, this is a bit of a meme list. OK. And then uh, four E5Cs and four repair droids. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow. Right. Seven ninety nine. I, I I cannot believe that fits. Dude. I mean, I, I don't think anyone has eight repair droids. Um, no, I I would highly doubt it. But uh, I have two, and I hated both of them. <laughs> It's, uh, I mean, this list is 64 wounds of core units. 
backed up with 18 wounds of repair. Plus it has a tank and a T-series droid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know what to think about this. I um Oh, that, I was is, like, that is a lot. That's a, a lot of wounds. <laughs> I was about ready to write like an epitaph for B1s. And then I see this and I'm like, I am um, like, if I saw this on the other end of the table, oh. I'd be like, what, how, what, what do I, what do I do? <laughs> so miserable. This is uh, one of those lists where you only fo- you focus on objectives. This is, this is, I'm going to focus on my objectives list. <laughs> well, I mean, in, in our Discord, Kyle said something I mentioned playing Invasion Force, and he goes, oh, this list seems like it'd be weak on objectives. This is the one I'm actually, like, not this one, but the one I'm actually playing. And I just went, yeah, but I have 54 B1s so that just sort of throw at the objectives, and that generally works. <laughs> yeah, even if it's like VAPs, like, you just... Yeah, I don't know how your opponent prevents you from sending your giant zombie force to just overrun one of the vaps. Uh, so no. let me ask you this, uh, Tim: with a list like this, is like how much thought are you really putting into where your B ones are? Are you just all all go, all gas, no break? I I mean, one huge difficulty with this many models is like actually getting them cover, and B ones without cover. I mean, 64 wounds or 55 wounds or whatever seems like a lot. But if they don't have cover, they'll just fall real quickly. So, like, you actually do need to put a lot of mental energy into, like, like because, like, a lot of units will be like, oh, I'll put the unit here and then, like, stick the rest of the four guys in cover. But with B1s, it's like, okay, so if they're eight, eight uh, model units, I'm going to stick only four guys in cover so I get the cover. But then everybody else needs to like go away from the cover so that another unit can get that cover. Um, so yeah. it's it's like it's a list you like playing with this many B ones, whether you're playing Invasion Force or not. Like just a lot of B ones, you need a bit of like automatic. Um, like you don't have to, you can't think be thinking about it because it's too much. But you need to sort of have automatic placements where like you know that like I need to have spaces for my other B ones because there's going to be more guys who want cover. Um, so both, yes, you can't really think about it that much, but also you do need to make sure you're trying to get covered because if you get them caught in the open, then that's just not good. This is this is kind of like the uh, oh my lux- the gas in my luxury car costs so much. It's like <laughs> I have so many models, I can't find cover for all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this the the first time I made this list was over a beer after a uh, local night and. It was so bad, it's good. <laughs> this looks absolutely obnoxious. I, I don't like. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't even know what to think. I had a I had a double bounty stats list, but I don't think I can follow this one up with anything. So <laughs> we're just. I think we can just table that one. Uh, <laughs> oh man, well that's fun. Yeah, that's fun for somebody. Um, <laughs> Wow. Uh, I actually think that I might have enough B1s to do that. Um, I do not have enough worker droids. You know, it's funny, Kyle. You and I were thinking the same thing. I was like, yeah, I for sure got the B1s for this. Yeah. I, I only have two of those worker droids, though. Yeah. I mean, we have our own store, so I could just go pull them off the shelf, but uh, I don't know. I'd rather sell those. <laughs> but yeah. this, this would be a monetarily expensive list to run. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you'd have to buy eight 
up B1 upgrades. upgrades. Right. Plus plus four of the like B1 upgrades because there's 45 S's. Yeah. Plus yeah, no, those are two separate packs. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah, not. Those are different packs. I was thinking yeah. the same thing. I'm like, wait, aren't those in the? No, they're no, not. no, they're not. Son of a... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I do think there is a possibility of seeing like an invasion force with like eight B ones that have extra bodies or like some repair droids, yeah. but like sixty four wounds of core being thrown at your opponent just <laughs> could could be a thing that might happen in the future. Uh, no thanks. Hey, yikes! Um, all right, let's talk about something else. Uh, <laughs> do uh, I mean we're running out of time here? Did we want to do any more lists, or do we? Oh, you know what? Invader League is over. We should briefly yeah. like. Oh yeah. Definitely. Okay. So um, I do not have the entire top four in front of me. So I apologize to the other three people that I'm about to shaft. Um, but Invader League was won by Bobette uh, from the Discord. So congrats to Bobette. He had and a, from Canada. Woo-hoo. And from Canada. Nice. Yes, is, is this the first Canadian Invader uh, League win? Uh, I think so. Going through my memories. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Kingsley, Kingsley, me, Ellis, uh, Luke, Snyder. Uh, Inos, Inos Adam. Uh, Inos Adam and um, yeah. So yeah, 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 first Canadian. Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations, Canada. You did it. There you go. Yay. We're like a real country now. <laughs> <laughs> you always yep. were, pal. You, you always were. <laughs> um, yeah, congrats. It was a uh, mall <laughs> double spider magna list (laughs) um he did have a normal t-series instead of the super tactical droid uh which allowed him to push it up to 11 activations instead of 10 um and throw some more beef around so uh yeah it was interesting but you know at the end of the day it was um is a mall double spider list. <laughs> yep. Now, now let me a, ask you this, because that was the old rules, right? That didn't have any of the new stuff, any of the new old, nope. not rules, but you know what I mean? It didn't have any of the new. No, so, no Shadow Collective. Right. So do we, yeah. in the upgrades and all the new stuff, do we see that as the way of the old? Because we haven't seen so many spider droids out in the wild, right? Since Shadow Collective. But pikes are really good against spiders. They are. And against B1s. And against B1s, yeah. So uh, it's possible that... I mean, we'll see. But yeah. Um, I think I said this last week too, but I, I think that I think that Spider slash B1 players will be very disappointed if they run up against the Pike list. Um, I don't think that means that this list is going to go away. Um, like, especially internally, it's kind of this weird, awkward spot right now for Separatists because internally... Like if you run up against another separatist player and they have spiders and you don't have spiders, right. um, you're still gonna get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But if you've got those spiders and you run up against the pike list, it you know that's gonna be real bad for you. So it's this weird binary thing where it's like suddenly kind of difficult to make an all rounder separatist list. Um, I hope that separatist players will prove me wrong in this regard. 
maybe something with an AAT and a couple of repair bots for stripping ion tokens. Um, maybe something with an AAT and uh, yeah. repair bots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that's the path forward. I mean the you know the droid battle force is basically just you know AAT and B ones was like already a good archetype for droid lists and this is just like a free up like so like here's some free command cards and more b1s in case you wanted more of those um so it'll be interesting to see uh i think if droids succeed it will be based on that archetype um or something like double bounty staffs which i think could be good you know the i think the ideal outcome here for separatist players is that they all just kind of decide to stop playing spiders and they move on to other stuff and then they're not like gatekeeping each other, and they're also playing stuff that's better against other non-separatist lists. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if uh, <laughs> I mean, Droid... listen, as a du- uh, part of the reason I stopped playing double ATST was because spiders were out, and I was like, "Well, there goes that." Yeah. Uh, but now, if they're not going to be around anymore, I think double ATST is my way back. <laughs> <laughs> Droid players, if you could somehow just all agree. But nobody is going to play spiders anymore. Um, everybody will be happier, even you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. True story. <laughs> yep. Um, All right. That's all I got. All right. Good. Good luck to everyone at Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. I think Bushman, John Bushfax Bushman is playing. Yep. On our network. Um, I think Thanks, Jay, you're. you're Grammar Police is going to be yep. playing. Nick. Um, um, I am not playing, but I'll be there. I'm just going to be hobnobbing and walking around and taking taking a gander at things, I guess. I'm, I'm looking forward to Rachel and I are going, and we're just – so if you see me come say hi, I'll, I, I'll probably have some giveaways with me. So, you know, say, hey, I heard you said you got giveaways on Notorious Scoundrels, so now I know you listen to the end of this podcast. Um, I will have – things that you may not have there you go ambiguously tantalizing um I think I evan, so. <laughs> evan bullris is going oh, too, yeah isn't yeah. He? yeah uh and i know what he's playing and it is the most meta list that i've ever seen evan play Uh-oh. and i'll stop at that <laughs> oh boy I-, I hope that he does well i mean he made top four at up to come so with with, uh, a, with, with vader lab <laughs> And now he's playing like a super sweaty serious list. Did um, he make a uh, top eight or four at uh, ACO as well with a with a weird list too? Top eight with Rex. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so now that he's now that he's playing a sweaty list, he's gonna like go one and two or something on first. Right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I doubt that, but we'll see. Um, oh boy. Anyway, good luck to everyone at Gen Con. Yeah. One hundred percent. Good luck. Have fun. Yep. More importantly, have fun. Exactly. Don't be a tool. <laughs> I know yeah. I don't say that to our, our uh, peoples, but um, just generally to everybody at Gen Con. Yeah, be cool, dude. Be we cool. Don't, we don't want a toxic fandom. No. Nope. We, we want a good fandom. And, yes. And, uh, constructive feedback welcomed, not toxic feedback. Yep. The real winners were the friends we made along the way. Ugh. <laughs> And the people who, yeah. Anyway, uh, um, <laughs> God, they just uh, you don't you don't like that expression? No. I just mean to say, people, this is a social game. 
and have fun <laughs> in your social contracts that you will be engaging in all weekend. Yeah, so. all right. That's fine. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. I don't want okay. people to think that they're my friends. <laughs> That's really where I'm getting at with that. <laughs> okay. All right. You, you do you. Thanks. Um, all right. Well, let's let's end this end this thing. Uh, we are the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Jay. I'm Tempo. Stay fresh, cheese bags.